Hey, Seattle hockey fans, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good, minus a little bit of a cold, but the Seattle Kraken beat the Vegas Golden Knights, and not just in any game, but in the 2024 Winter Classic, historic for the city of Seattle and historic for Seattle Kraken goaltender Joey Decord. I'll tell you why coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. Today's episode of Locked On Kraken brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. As you can probably tell, I'm at uh, Kraken Community Iceplex. And no, you didn't miss the Seattle Kraken practice. The boys have the day off. They'll get back after it ahead of our game on Thursday. But I'm here because I had to return my uh, hockey skates that I borrowed from here for the media skate, which was so much fun. If you follow me on social media, you probably saw that. I have a recap video I'll be working on on my flight back home from Seattle. But enough about that. I'll give you content updates a little bit later. Let's talk about not just the Winter Classic, but a Winter Classic win, a historic win for the Seattle Kraken and for our netminder, Joey Decord. Joey Decord pushed aside 34 shots. He only faced 34 shots, and he gets his second shutout in NHL in his NHL career and the first ever for the Winter Classic. Joey Decord was on another level. He joked around also that he saw the empty net for the Vegas Golden Knights. And yes, he did think about shooting toward the empty net. However, the puck just wouldn't settle for him. <laughs> Dave Haxtell also, after the game, talked about that. But this was just a good win for our boys. And I talked about it on the uh, the live stream that I did at at the Winter Classic at T-Mobile Park. If you missed that, you can check it out on our YouTube page and, of course, wherever you listen to audio podcasts, including, of course, Sirius SXM. And um, it was just great. Dave Haxtell talked about how it is the best, single best sporting event that he's ever been a part of without question. He was absolutely beaming. I love this photo that uh, USA Today has of Dave in his Seattle Kraken jacket. For those not watching on YouTube, it's got cream sleeves with the dark blue, light blue, and white cuffing. And that, that's the same cuffing that matches the collar and the bottom trim of the jacket. The pockets are lined with just the pocket slots are lined with the same cream color of the sleeves and 
Dave wasn't the only one having a good time. The boys felt good after this win, and I think they absolutely should have. I mean, T-Mobile Park was looking great here. For those not watching on YouTube, is a picture of the Ken Griffey Jr. statue right outside of T-Mobile Park, draped in a Seattle Kraken Winter Classic jersey. Looking good. The kids looking good. Here's another shot. And there was so much hate. I mean, let me move the photo out of the way. There was so much hate about this winter classing and, oh, it's not really outdoors, yada, yada, yada. If any of those haters had just bothered to listen to literally anyone who was here in Seattle covering the game, you would have known that a part of the appeal to coming to Seattle was because it's a retractable roof. I mean, I'm telling the everydayers, I'm telling the OGers, if you listen to Lockdown Crack, and hopefully, hopefully this isn't your first episode, but if it is your first episode, hopefully it's not your last. Just as a reminder, I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala, contact info right there on the lower third. But, you know, like the hate... Just just let us have our moment. But anyway, back to these photos. Again, coming from USA Today, I've seen some amazing photos out there, but these are the ones that we officially have license for at Locked On Podcast Network. So, I mean, like the literal fuego, you know, the flames as I saw Larson. I think they got Yanni Gord. And then definitely Joey Decord walking through as the flames are coming out. Those were awesome shots. But again, this is a shot from the height of T-Mobile Park. You can kind of see the city of Seattle. You can definitely see the city of Seattle. And upper right, that is the retractable roof. Wide open, though. And everything looked fantastic. Here's a nice view of the crowd. 47,313. It was either 313 or 314. I have my notes here. I'll pull those out in a minute. But um, just a great crowd. Expected to be over 47K. I talked about that the other day. And I love this shot where you can see the Space Needle. Okay, I'm going back to my notes here from the game. And yes, the attendance. So yeah, it was about 47,300 people in attendance. And uh, you see Yanni Gord right there. He spoke on the dais with Joey Decord after the game. Another shot here where you can see a little bit more of the ice rink in the city of Seattle downtown. This is this doesn't have the, the fire, but it has the smoke. And Joey Decord was ready for all that smoke that Vegas was trying to throw at him. So was Yanni. I love these photos. They're amazing. So good job by all the photographers, all the content creators. I mean, there was so much amazing content. It was amazing to see people really show up, people who cover the Kraken regularly, people who cover the Kraken from afar, people who uh, don't think about the Kraken very often. And, you know, I know a lot of people liked the Elvis walk-up costumes that Vegas had, but, uh, you know, Elvis left the building with a loss. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Let's talk about this uh, loss to Vegas. They lost three, nothing to us. That's right. The Seattle Kraken and, um, things got started in the first period. If you listen to yesterday's episode, you heard me talk about my third key to the game was the three F's playing fun or 
playing fun, forechecking, and playing fast. And that's exactly what the Seattle Kraken did. It was Ellie Tolvanen, who you'll hear from in just a minute. He got his 10th goal on the season at the 450 mark in the first period. There was so much forward-checking pressure from the Seattle Kraken early in this game. You saw also that what I talked about, I believe it was my second key to the game, is keeping the, the Golden Knights wide, keeping them at the perimeter. And I asked both Ellie Tolvanen and Jared McCann about that. You'll hear that. I also asked Yanni about that. Um, but so Tolvanen gets our first goal and would ultimately be the game-winning goal. Uh, Will Borgen got his first goal of the game and earned him a, the Davy Jones hat. But uh, Tolvanen gets an assist on that for his second point. Vince Dunn and Larson assisted Tolvanen's goal. Ty Cartier and Tolvanen assist on Will Borgen's goal. And then Yanni Gord in the third frame, unassisted. So you got a goal in the first frame, a goal in the second frame, and a goal in the third frame. I loved it. A balanced attack from the Seattle Kraken. But as promised, I got to speak to Ellie Tolvanen in the locker room first with a few other reporters, and then you'll hear, hear Ellie and I talking about just a few extra things. Here's Ellie Tolvanen from yesterday's Winter Classic win over the Vegas Golden Knights. Seems like you guys seized it. Just how special was it out there to do this in front of all these fans? Yeah, it was special. Uh, I think the more special is too, like everybody having family here. Uh, you know, at that traveling from Finland, some guys have traveled from Sweden and all over the world. So I think it's just a cool experience for all the families and everybody's here and now, you know, for the organization and that's the city. And to get that first goal and get things going, it seems like you guys played a perfect game after that. Yeah, uh, I think we played really good hockey lately and I think our main focus was today, uh, you know, getting a hot start. And uh, I think we, we did that really well and I wish kept kept rolling. Ellie, first goal uh, today for you. You had the first goal in the playoffs last year. What is it about the, the big stage here looking to step up? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's luck, but I don't know. Uh, it was a. I mean, we talked about getting in front of the net, and uh, I think that's the one thing we haven't done a good job lately. But you know, I just parked there, and I done a really good job shooting it. The the role that Joey's on in net for you guys right now. How, what is it like to to know he's behind you and the way he's rolling at the moment? No, it's special. I've, of course, you know, and Kubi, Kubi got hurt, and uh, you know, Joey. We knew that somebody has to step up, and Joey's done that. Uh, you know, he's given us a chance every night to battle for the win, and uh, you know, I think we're done a really good job. Uh, every time he's in the net, I feel like we have a chance to win. How did you find the ice conditions today? Uh, it was actually pretty, cool, really good. Uh, I was really surprised. Uh, played played out game a couple years ago, and it was really sloppy and super soft uh, from the start. And I today, first 15, 10 minutes was good, and then it got. Not as good, but uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fine. What was it like for you to hear the crowd? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, on a time moment, you only hear my linemates yelling at me, but uh, yeah, no, it's special. Uh, you know, everything I can do for the for the team to get a win, and uh, you know, it's special to have a have it here now during the fall. Ellie, that that looked like the way you guys played in the playoffs last year—the forechecking pressure, the cycling the puck, the getting to the front of the net. Is that is that how that game felt like for you guys? Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, I think that's a line we talked a lot lately to get, get back on the game we we played last year. I think we're uh, slipping away a little bit, and I mean today was uh, like you said earlier, and it was kind of like the perfect game for us. Uh, you know, getting on a forecheck and getting scoring out of it. Speaking of last year, think about January one last year this time today. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's cool to have. Yeah. It's cool to have the you know get score goal again in the big stage and the, you know it's a year anniversary being in Seattle and I, I love it here. So uh, what could have been better? Thanks. Can you also just quickly talk about uh, getting a, a quick start for the Seattle? It seems like that's something Dave really wanted to focus on in the last handful of games. Yeah. Uh, one of these special games, you, you have to get a good start, get the get the you know the confidence up right away, and I feel like that's what we did today. And uh, you know we just kind of rolled with it the whole 60 minutes today. And it's another win on a, the longest streak for this season. But are there still some things that you think this team can do to really put yourself in a good position to earn a playoff spot again? Yeah, there's always some things we can we can work on. Power play can be better. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of things. But I feel like uh, we have to be happy on our effort today. It was it was. Really good, really good hockey game. Congrats on the win. Thanks, Ellie. Wanted to bring this photo up for you guys because I freaking love this. I don't, uh, this is from a tweet though, so that's how we're doing the, the get around. But look at this photo Joey Decord walking the pier with the, the uh, what do they call pyrotechnics going, the crowd in the background, the, the fog, the smoke. I just, I freaking love that. So thank you, Kraken Canada, for posting that. Um, and I don't know who the photographer is. It might have been, I don't know who the photographer is, but I'm going to find out and make sure they get credit because the photogs did a great job. Anyway, you heard just then from, <laughs> from Jared and I, I, I thought it was funny that he got a, a nice little smile out of me saying that effectively we're not the most physical team. I tried to say it in a nice way and in a way that if he didn't agree with me, he could disagree with me without feeling bad but he he said that it was just excitement and that the team just wanted to get out there they wanted to play and that's exactly why I said fun for this Kraken team is so important it is palpable how different they play when they're having genuine fun not controlled fun uh, not planned fun but actually having a good time Dave's speech I thought right before giving away the Davy Jones hat was so cool and he talked about that the only way to make that event better was to do exactly what they did which is to get the win and get the win over the Vegas Golden Knights so I thought that was amazing and yes this team definitely plays better when they have fun and this was a fun event this was an absolute great time and I'm glad I got to be there. So coming up next on the show, we are going to say what's coming up next for the Seattle Kraken. And, you know, I think also we have to take a look at the roster. We know we have some guys with injuries. We know we have some guys that are being recalled to, to Coachella Valley. I talked about that in the first segment. So let's talk about what the roster looks like as we get ready for our next game. Sorry, uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the the focus on starting early and on time yeah. for the Kraken and how you think that has led to the current win streak. Yeah, yeah, you can't get down in a game. Obviously, when you're chasing it, it's you're you're making mistakes, right? And you're uh, 
your main focus to start a game is, you know, play hard, play well defensively, but, you know, create, create some chances offensively. Um, you know, we, we feel like we've been good the last couple games here. Um, just got to keep going. And then finally, uh, it looks like there was also a focus on physicality, really pushing Vegas into the boards. Yeah. That's not always necessarily been the thing that pops on the radar for the Kraken, but what can you say about uh, what that was part of the game plan? Just today? we had a lot of energy. Um, <laughs> you know, guys were hitting everybody and, um, you know, just... We're playing hard. That's all I can say. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, no worries. Hey, Seattle hockey fans. So yesterday's episode, there was a whole chunk of audio that got, I don't know, corrupted. And then as you will see on the other side of this ad break, I had an unexpected guest, but I think it turned out for the best. And although that rhymed, I did not mean for it to rhyme. <laughs> so we're going to get back to this episode which would be your Tuesday episode of Locked on Kraken in just a minute. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about one of our long-term sponsors here at the Locked on Podcast Network. All right, Seattle Kraken fans, I'm going to take you back to what would have been Tuesday's episode. We have a special guest, the voice of your Coachella Valley Firebirds, Jason Hernandez, a.k.a. J.D., a.k.a. the host of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. He crawled up on me as I was recording at Climate Pledge Arena. And it was actually really good timing because who knows better the carousel that is the Seattle Kraken prospects than J.D. Hernandez. So I hope you enjoy Tuesday's episode, and make sure you stay locked on Kraken for Wednesday's edition. We'll hear from Dave Haxtell. I'll break down what got cut out of this episode, but Dave Haxtell, in case you didn't hear, he talked about what the identity of this year's team is, and it starts with a D and ends with a fence. That's all I'll say for now. Catch me on the next episode. Here's JD and I talking about the the recent roster news, particularly with Jacob Megna, and on the proper Wednesday episode, we'll get a little bit more into that, but you'll hear us talking about J uh, Jacob Megna going on to waivers and what we think that means, not just for the Seattle Kraken, but also for the Firebirds. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Right now, the NFL regular season's coming to a close. We're in the 2024 part of the NHL and NBA season. I mean, women's hockey, college basketball, all of these things are happening. And the best place for you to find all that you need for your sports betting needs is the number one sports book. FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. You can do live same-day parlays, find bets, uh, in the new Explore tab, which is pretty cool. I tell you about the future bets. We talked about that a lot with Maddie Beneers last year. They even had a special Connor Bedard section at one point. So there's plenty for you as a sports fan. And I just gave you the NHL stuff. 
So visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Dude, I'm recording. Get over here. Now Now I want people to see why I'm distracted. I, I'm like, I can see from my periphery that there is someone trying to get my attention. And look who it is. Oh, my gosh. I can't even. I'm trying to work here. Sorry. <laughs> How's it going? We've done squad cast before, yeah, but. Now we're here in the flesh. I know. No kidding. How, come sit down. <laughs> Now, now you're part of the show. Now you're part of the show. This is, you did this to yourself. Since I'm technically employed by the team that you referenced. Yeah, you came in right at the right time. Hold on, hold on. I was like, who is this? Like, I could see that someone was there, and I was like, I have to at least get to the break. It's kind of lucky that I got my <laughs> lockdown sweater today. Oh, man, you've got a weird shadow here. Okay, um, I was just getting into some players recalled. So we heard Jacob Magna. Is it has well, he's been placed on waivers right. and hopefully will get back to Coachella Valley. But then you also have Riker Evans right before the winter classic mm-hmm. recalled. What are your thoughts about two defensemen try, uh, headed back potentially in, in the case of Megna to Coachella Valley? I think Megna could be a big help for the fibers right now, on especially on the PP2 right now, because Riker you have on that first power unit quarterbacking and i think the Riker evans one was important at the time because they needed him there because these are two big games against the calgary wranglers coming up and they got some really big matches coming soon so evans was needed magna that one can help big time on the depth side and that's something that the firebirds have been kind of lacking especially at home they've been lacking that kind of punch on the second and third pairings so if he gets cleared which i'm assuming he will then that would help the firebirds a lot in this important stretch so there you go that's definitely the ahl perspective which is important because i don't think that coachella valley had the start especially through december that that they were expecting that we were expecting no not at all we were kind of stunned when we had home loss after i mean at home it was weird road they were fine but for some reason they just have lost that punch at home a little bit and part of that is injuries part of that is players going up and down like crazy but hopefully with guys getting healthy again on the seattle side players come back like Riker evans and megna we'll see and that's what i wanted to talk about here in this third segment of locked on kraken now uh with a, a little bit of help from my firebirds friend here also make sure you're listening to locked on ducks as i mentioned part of the greater locked on podcast network you can listen to us anywhere watch yeah. us on youtube and of course sirius sxm <laughs> but um i talked about the winter classic on my podcast i love that thank you so much as you should as you should it was a big event <laughs> of course okay so let's talk a, a little bit we'll go back we talked about this earlier in, in this show but since you're here what were your thoughts it's, as an outsider i know that you don't cover the kraken but that you know the kraken affiliate very well i mean since i'm the public address announcer for the firebirds yes it makes a lot of sense that i'm here and there was a few Firebirds fans here, by the way, and a few Firebirds folks. It was just an amazing atmosphere. I think they did a fantastic job. I think what's important to note that I don't know if you talked about, the revenue in Seattle has been tremendous. A couple of restaurateurs outside the arena said it was so dead during the MLB All-Star game last year. Like the traffic wasn't what they wanted. 
and they said it was improved tenfold for this winter classic. There was all kinds of fans everywhere. Every restaurant they were spending the money and getting that good revenue for Seattle, which was fantastic. And I actually just talked to him like today, so I'll give a shout out. Uh, one of my buddies had a little booth at the Fan Fest as Preston. He had his art. He said that was one of his best weekends ever. That's he amazing. Was a big hockey fan, <laughs> so it helps. That's amazing. And no, we haven't talked about that. I mean, I've talked to Steve Mayer, who works for the the NHL, and him saying that just from the 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 opportunity that that they had to build the kind of ice to the quality that they wanted because of the retractable roof, it seems like it would be a no brainer uh, to come back to Seattle just for the functionality of that. But wait, then, wait, to wait. your point, it, it's indoors. What? <laughs> You see, I talked about that. I, I had to quash the, uh, you know, squash all the hate. I was like, why are people hating on? It's a retractable roof, people. Retractable. It was open yesterday and it was glorious. <laughs> I felt like I had a good seat. I love that. I love that. So, okay. The, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is because we talked about two defensemen leaving the Seattle Kraken. Jacob Magna really wasn't able to, to tap the roster, but Riker Evans obviously was. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I know a lot of people have been speculating, though, whether the move for Riker Evans to back to Coachella Valley was more just to manipulate maybe the salary cap at the moment. But now that we also see Megna moving, it makes me think that we might see Riker back at some point just because when we're talking injuries for the Seattle Kraken with uh, Justin Schultz coming back into the mm -hmm. lineup, we're not missing defensemen. No. Also something to keep in mind, the trade deadline is in a few weeks and the Kraken are in a weird spot. They're one game out of the playoffs, but they are on a nice little streak right now. So I guess depending on the next month before the all-star break could dictate what they do during this year's trade deadline, you got to think about contract money, which players might be available. Hey, there could be guys available from the Ducks because they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they could be on the move. I mean, and that's the, that's another thing. I know a lot of people, especially one of our loyal listeners, had commented that maybe this is something where we give Justin Schultz a, a decent amount of starts in this stretch so that when we do hit the trade deadline, if we do need to move a defenseman, and that is Justin Schultz, then he his value goes up because he's not missing games. Right. And something else to consider. They could be giving him the joy to court treatment. Mm -hmm. Jolie, I thought, belonged in the NHL all the time, the whole time. Mm -hmm. But he had his time in Coachella last season, went on that run. Riker went on that run. There is something that can always be said about gaining that experience in the AHL, especially a team that can go deep in their playoffs. And we saw what the court did. That is also a really great point because even though I, I've liked how Riker played, there was an unfortunate game that effectively you don't go stick to stick no. and then you see what happens. We've talked about that on the show before, but I think that's an interesting point and I could definitely see that, especially if we do keep Justin, which I like Justin Schultz. I think the future is definitely Riker Evans though, but that leads me to, since you mentioned Joey Decord, who we did talk about earlier on the show, because I mean, I mean, come on, I mean, I mean First ever Coco Cup winner. <laughs> I mean, I'll admit, I started the Joey Chance in my section. <laughs> Not going to lie. There you go. I, I posted some of those on social media. But this is another thing now that, it, uh, I mean, it's a good problem 
to have, but it's also a heartbreaking problem as, as fans to watch play out. We've seen Chris Drieger come back. He had that game against Calgary. Joey Decord yesterday at the Winter Classic, first ever shutout in Winter Classic history, but his second in, at the NHL level and the second in, I believe, as many weeks. Within the last yeah. two weeks, he's had two shutouts. So, and and Philip Grubauer, of course, on that big contract, we still have him, uh, you know, signed for yeah. another couple of years, I believe, after this season. Do you think that we see another shakeup between the Seattle Kraken and the Coachella Valley Firebirds when it comes to the rotation of goalies? I'm going to say it depends on what happens in the next month, but I could say yes in the near future. Driggs has looked good. He's looked pretty well um, maintaining his lateral movement. His glove has looked good at Coachella. So it's a good problem to have but something that you kind of have to think about maybe not this year, but more so next year. Think about the next year and the year after that, which goalie do you want as that goalie of your future? And which one do you want to sign, sign to a longer term deal? That's something you got to think about as well. I mean, cause pretty much every, not everything, but most NHL teams have at least one goalie that signed for four five, six years. And that's what you kind of want. You want a bedrock there. Yeah, I think questions that need answers, we have a lot to think about. As you mentioned, the the Seattle Kraken, when it comes to the trade deadline, I mentioned it earlier in the show when it comes to the offseason for sure. But before we get you out of here, J.D. Hernandez, who who definitely, it's not photobombed, what do we call it, podcast bombed? Podcast bombed, we'll go with that. <laughs> who podcast bombed? It's happened to me too. It's Well, that's what happens when you record in a public place, as I do often. <laughs> oh, it happened at Acrisure Arena earlier this season. When I got podcast bombed, <laughs> podcast bombed, trademarked right here. I I'm going to podcast bomb you hopefully at Acrisure sometime soon. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll have to get into that. But uh, but but before we end this uh, podcast bombing session here, uh, I want to make sure that uh, we talk a little bit about Jack LaFontaine because he had an interesting first AHL start, which I believe, in the, and we talked about this on the show, but I mean, started with a bang, maybe not in the, the greatest way possible, but he made the save, so. He did. He did what he had to do. Um, I think a lot of fans believe in Jack LaFontaine right now. Even though there was a couple of fans that say, send him back to Casey. No, he's still young. He's still learning the ropes. And I think if you could put LaFontaine in with someone like Drieger, that can maybe show him the ropes a little more and show him the preparation of what it takes, then I could see a good future for Jack LaFontaine as well. Yeah, I, I like Jack LaFontaine. I, I, I remember when I saw that signing, I, I said on the podcast, I really like that. I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. I've been be, be, ah, cannot speak. I've been able to speak to Tad Ohad from the Kansas City Mavericks when they roll through Tulsa, and he has a lot of great things to say about him as well. All right, so let the folks know, though, J.D., where they can find you and when can they hear you on the next uh, Firebirds game. Ooh, so they can find the podcast locked on Anaheim Ducks. Um, that X account is LO underscore Ducks or my personal Twitter, <laughs> which I'll still call it, is at StimpyJD. I took a bunch of photos during the Winter Classic and I'll probably post a couple more because it, it was amazing. As far as the Firebirds, you could hear me say Firebirds goal this coming weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We got a back-to-back -back coming up. So that's going to be fun. And also some news that I will say off camera, but there's some pretty exciting stuff happening for Coachella Valley pretty soon. 
Oh, snap. I don't know how this works, but we always get the scoops here. That's what happens when you get podcast bombed. Hey, hey, why not, right? <laughs> I love it. Well, you know how much we appreciate this guy even before he was the voice of the Coachella Valley Firebirds. He's been on the show a bunch of times. As he mentioned, go check out Locked on Anaheim Ducks. And uh, we're going to chat offline so I can get the tea and have it ready for you <laughs> when, when, the when the time comes. All right. As I always say, take care of yourselves. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to one another. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go Kraken and... Ducks fly together. Or... <laughs> Release the Kraken. Also... What's the last line? Get fired up! <laughs>